welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, Campfire Stories. Tonight, we tell the finale of Six's journey as she attempts to finally escape the mall. But will she be able to overcome the monster that haunts her in her nightmares? So sit back and relax, but be careful when your stomach begins to growl. You never know what you might sink your teeth into. In part four of Little Nightmares. The conveyor belt clanked upwards as Six held on with all of her strength. Ahead of her was a small platform on the oncoming wall. She let go of the metal hook and dropped to the platform below her and into a small crack in the wall ahead. The crack led to a pipe which led her to a new area and she couldn't tell if she was inside or out. The mist blanketed the immediate area, and Six figured this wasn't going to be the place for her to make her escape. Ahead of her, across a massively large metal pipe, Six noticed a ladder leading to another part of the maw. At the top of the ladder, a bright light shined through. It looked almost magical to Six. She quickly crossed over the pipe and climbed up the comically large ladder as fast as she could to the open hole where the magical light shone through. The smell of salt water rushed into Six's face as she realized she had reached the outside hull of the Maw. The Maw had been a gigantic ship the entire time. A fact Six realized made more sense now that she knew. The waves below the humongous sea vessel smashed and slammed against the metal hull of the ship. Six looked below her from the hole in the hull and knew that jumping into the waters below was not an option. Behind her, further down the hull of the maw, Six saw more monsters crossing a small bridge connected to a small boat. That would be her way off this nightmare-infested ship. A metal chain, likely part of the anchor, dangled in front of Six. It was her only option. She jumped and grabbed hold of the chain and began to climb up. She figured that making it to the bridge connected to that ship was her only option. 
up the chain, and then a nearby ladder. Six ascended higher and higher up the maw, as she made it to the rafters above. As she crossed the metal pipe, she realized she must have made it to the entrance. More monsters entered inside, single file, excited for the experience they were about to partake in. Each monster waddled forward, all bulbous, and struggled to move freely. Six continued on, going further up into the maw. Jumping down to the entrance wasn't going to work. The monsters would notice, or she would die from the fall. Crossing narrow makeshift wooden bridges, and climbing up whatever she could to get as high up the maw as she could, she continued to climb. Across the way, a figure stood on a balcony, looking down at the monsters entering the maw. Behind the figure, a light shined, casting a shadow over their long and tall figure. Six squinted her eyes as she stealthily looked at the figure and noticed how strangely familiar they were, but Six couldn't fully understand why. She stopped looking and continued onto a small opening next to her and entered into the next room. Six crossed the room by jumping across the hanging lights dangling from the ceiling as the monsters continued to enter single file. Making it across, she slid between an opening of a door and entered into a small, single room. It had but one large table with a small table next to it. Both tabletops had various meats stacked on top of them. Six couldn't tell if someone or something had already eaten from the plates or if they were still waiting to be gnawed on. As she crept into the next room, Six's heart began to race as she realized there was a single monster sitting inside. She felt nauseated at the sight of the hideous creature devouring the stacks of meat on its table like a rabid animal. She tried not to think about it. The focus was just making it to the next room without making a noise. As Six made it through, she slid through the crack of the two doors of the next room, but entered too quickly. She didn't see the bottle sitting on the floor in front of her before it was too late. From accidentally running into the bottle, it fell over, clanging against the cold wooden floorboards and alerting the two monsters eating inside. Knowing better than to wait and see if the monsters noticed, Six frantically ran as one of the monstrosities threw their table across the room 
and crawled on the floor, trying to grab the small human. She ran across to the next room as more monsters ate their fill of various meats. Some stuffing their faces too much to notice six, while others were too interested in catching her. Dashing into the next room, Six quickly realized there was no doors to keep running through. Only open windows high on the walls. She quickly jumped onto a stool and then a large table where she climbed various stacks of used plates. A paper lantern lit the room above a monster who realized there was a small human standing above it. Six jumped, holding on to the paper lantern as she began to swing back and forth. The monster below her reached out, feverishly trying to grab the dangling human as Six swung forward, grabbing the window's ledge and jumping through its opening. Six continued to climb whatever she could as she went higher and higher up the maw. She realized this horrid place was a paradise for monsters to fill their bellies. All at the expense of the children forced to sit in cages in the maw's corridors below. Running into a small crawl space, Six emerged into yet another new room. An elevator to her right came down as her eyes darted to see one of the twin monster chefs from just before staring at her. She quickly ran into the bathroom ahead of her and hid under the sink as the hideous chef ran into the room after her. It looked around for any sight of a yellow raincoat, frustratingly trying to find the child as quickly as possible. But the chef quickly gave up and stomped out of the bathroom as Six slowly left her hiding spot. As the monster slammed the bathroom door, a metal can fell from a nearby shelf and landed on the floor. Six looked around, but there was no exits besides the one the monster had just taken. To her left, Six could hear a slight echo. She walked closer to the mirror where she heard the echo and listened carefully. Something was behind the mirror. Six ran to the metal can and picked it up as best as possible and with all of her might, threw it against the mirror. It shattered, revealing another room from behind it. Six carefully avoided all of the broken glass and climbed up the wall consisting of a metal cage. She climbed to the rafters and dropped back down to a room outside the bathroom and ran to the elevator. The elevator doors closed 
as Six rode up the metal box to the next floor. She left the elevator as the sounds of snoring filled her ears. Six ran down the nearby hallway, but only to her horror as monster after monster slid their doors open and began to crawl after her. The horde of monsters crashing and slamming against the floors, walls, and anything in their way. More joined as Six knew stopping meant her demise. The mass of monsters only continuing to grow, their disfigured faces hidden behind disturbing masks, reaching out to grab the small human child. As Six ran, she realized her path was coming to an end, with only a drop awaiting her. A single paper lantern hung ahead. It would be her only chance. As she made it to the lantern, she jumped, grabbed on, and swung forward to the next nearby room. The monsters stopped as one went too quickly and fell to their likely demise. But Six didn't even notice. She kept running ahead and slid between the sliding doors to the next room. As she entered, the awfully familiar sound of her stomach growling roared out of her as Six bent forward and held herself. A cough she couldn't contain poured out of her. The hunger pains were getting worse yet again. The lights above Six flickered as she forced herself to take one step after another as she made it to a room with a small, single gnome standing inside. In front of the small creature was a sausage. Six had never seen a gnome so clearly. They usually hid in the shadows of rooms they scurried in. But this gnome was different. It stood in the light as it picked up the sausage and presented it to Six. A rage filled Six's chest as she stared at the monster in front of her. She was sick of monsters, friend or foe. Six looked to the sausage, likely filled with something or someone she didn't want to see. But her stomach demanded she eat something. As Six's rage continued to boil and consume her, she approached the gnome and pounced on top of it. The sausage rolled across the floor as Six took the largest bite that she could into the gnome. The terrified small creature laid motionless as Six wiped her mouth. If the monsters wanted to eat her so badly, then she wouldn't have to mind 
eating the monster's back. With her goal to continue to climb the maw, Six went on as she found an elevator that took her further up. As she traveled up a nearby staircase, Six found a strange-looking wooden door, an eyeball carved into it, and the door itself was padlocked shut. It was likely where Six needed to go. On the next floor above her, Six could hear faint singing. She approached the voice to find a figure combing their hair in front of a broken mirror. They were tall, more tall than any human could normally be, dressed in a long silk garment. Six thought to herself, it almost appeared to look like a lady. She knew that this was not a friend, and very likely a foe. Without making a noise, Six tiptoed across the room to the next one over, a bedroom. She looked around the bedroom for any signs of a key. The monsters were usually stupid and idiotic, but this one seemed different. The lady seemed intelligent. Next to the bed was a vase. As Six closely examined it, the design on it appeared to resemble an eye. After climbing onto the bed and over to the bedside table with the vase, Six jumped up and quickly peeked inside of it, a key resting at its bottom. Six smiled. She couldn't reach the key, which meant only one option, pushing the vase over with all of her might. And she did just that. The vase fell over and shattered across the floor. Six dropped down from the bedside table and quickly grabbed the key from under the shards of the vase. Now, all Six had to do was escape from the singing. Wait, the singing had stopped. Perplexed, Six peered into the room where the tall monster was last singing, but it was gone. Six slowly entered the room, key in both hands, ready to run at a moment's notice. But no monster ever jumped out. She was confused, but didn't have time to question it. Six scurried down the stairs with the key in hand and made it back to the door with an eyeball engraved into it. With a turn of the key, Six unlocked the padlock and entered into the door of a dark room. Flicking her lighter on, Six entered the room and began to hear an eerie groan 
start from behind her. It was the groan of something sinister. Six could already tell. She quickly slid under an opening on the other side of a shelf and ran up a flight of stairs. In the next room, Six noticed several mannequins standing upright, adding more tension to an already creepy and dark room. Noticing a doorway boarded up by planks, Six managed to pry one of the boards off with her hands and entered inside. There wasn't much there, nothing to defend herself with. The only thing that she felt she could use was a mirror. Desperate for anything to defend herself, Six grabbed the mirror and ran back out of the room. The tall figure she had seen before was now standing in the middle of the room with a dim light shining over her. Six stopped in horror. The figure. It was the same figure from her dreams, from her nightmares, that haunted her every time Six closed her eyes. Anger swelled in her chest as Six gripped her mirror tightly. The lady would be her final obstacle. Quickly, the light vanished around the monster and a new spotlight shined over Six. She gripped her mirror tight. The monster groaned once again as Six noticed it was coming from behind her. She turned and pointed the mirror to the lady, hoping it would be enough to defend herself. The lady's face was covered by a white porcelain mask, its black hair up in a bun, its eyes more black than the color of its hair. As the monster stepped into the light, the mirror in Six's hands began to shine brighter and brighter until the light itself reflected off of it and seemingly pushed the monster away. Six fell back onto the ground, not understanding what happened. She stood up and stared at the mirror for a moment and then remembered. This lady, this monster, the one she had encountered upstairs was brushing its long hair in front of a broken mirror. Six put it all together. The monster didn't like the mirror and the light reflecting from it. It seemed to injure it. Six picked the mirror up again off the floor and readied herself. She listened closely for the groans to come back. The spotlight around Six faded and reappeared some feet away from her. She ran to the light and heard the groaning coming from her left. Six pointed her mirror in the direction of the monster as it began to step into the light. 
the mirror shined brighter yet again and unleashed another flash of light as the lady screamed in pain, falling backwards. Six could feel it. She was so close. Just this last monster, the leader of the Maw, the one that called all the shots. It needed to end. Six could barely make out the monster swaying around the spotlight in the dark. She gripped the mirror tight. The lady showed its face faintly in the borders of the spotlight. It needed to enter the light to get to Six. The monster shifted, quickly swaying behind Six, and entered into the light to grab the tiny human. But before the monster could grab the yellow raincoat, Six quickly turned and aimed her mirror. The light flashed so intensely at the monster that the mirror shattered into pieces. Six fell back as she heard the lady scream out louder than it ever had before. Barely able to stand, Six got onto her feet and noticed the lady in the faint light ahead of her. It was on the ground, weak and unable to stand. The white porcelain mask it once wore now shattered on the ground, only its long black hair covering its face. As Six approached her fallen foe, her stomach began to growl. The hunger pains coming from Six's stomach demanding her to do on to this monster what the monster had done to so many other children. As the lady continued to struggle on the ground, Six approached and bit down into its neck. The monster cried out in pain as Six took her bite deeper and deeper. The monstrous figure stopped moving. As Six stood, it began to feel different. Darkness began to swirl around her. A new power stolen from the lady. Six said nothing, felt nothing, as she approached the main hall of the Maw. monsters ate on both sides of her, filling their faces with disgusting amounts of meat, each one noticing six and then screaming out in pain, one by one grabbing their throats as six walked by them. As she passed, the monsters to either side of her fell over, dead. Her new power stolen from the lady, now being used against those she felt were truly evil. Six slowly passed each row of monsters, now all dead, as she made it to the entrance of the Maw. Its doors opened as sunlight gleamed inside.
Six began to ascend the stairs up to the sounds of the ocean waves, never to return to the maw again. The Thank you for listening to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge Campfire Stories. A big shout out to our fan Joel for suggesting Little Nightmares for our show. We truly appreciate it and we wish you all the best. To all of those celebrating Halloween, please be safe and make good choices. And most of all, enjoy your camping.